again, and welcome to the Choosing Optimism podcast, a podcast about telling you all the good things happening in your communities and around the United States and the world. We always like to start out with a quote, and I found a really good one for this time. You'll never find a rainbow if you're looking down one. And I just think that all the good things that happen with our optimism community here across the United States makes the difference in the world. It doesn't, and just we're not only just an adult organization, but we have a great opportunity to have a joy. And with us today, we have very a uh, few members of the Joy Board, and I'm pleased to inter- introduce Maya, uh, the current president of the Joy Optimist International Joy. Maya, thanks for being with us today, and I'm going to let you introduce everybody on your board that's here with us today. Hi, thank you for having me and having us. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with Sophie, who's our past international president. Sophie, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Sophie. I'm from Ottawa, Ontario, uh, Canada. I've been a member of DOI for almost nine years now. It's always fun to get to talk about what we do in the organization. And then we have Bo. Hi, my name is Bo Simple. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and I've only been joined for three years, but I'm super excited for this opportunity. And Chloe. Hi, I'm Chloe. I'm from Ottawa, Ontario. I've been in the Joy Club for four years. Miranda. Hi, my name's Miranda. Um, I'm from Dayton, Ohio, and I'm a senior currently, and this is my seventh year in Joy and my second time on the international board. Awesome. And I'm Maya. I'm your Joy International President. Um, I've been an optimist for almost seven years now, and I'm from Orlando, Florida. Well, we're very excited to have you guys because as most people that have probably been listening know that we are an adult service organization, but it's really cool that we have some uh, people that are younger than us, um, you know, doing something in the bottom ranks there. So I'm going to give you guys each just a few minutes and I want to hear your guys' optimist story, you know, how you got involved with the Joy organization, just take a you know, minute or two just to kind of tell us about that. And then I know each one of you have some very exciting things that are happening going down through Joy. So we'll do our optimist stories and then we'll uh, move on to the stuff that's happening with the Optimist International for Joy. And Maya, do we want to start with you and then you can pass it off to whoever you want to after that? Yeah, of course. So I started Junior Optimist in sixth grade in middle school. I kind of got into it from my sister, Tamara. She was on the International Board of Directors for Joy um, as well. And then I kind of like went up the ranks with being basically every single club position and then every single district position. And then I got into international being on the international board for two years. And then as a senior now, I'm international president, which is super exciting. And I've had a great year so far. I love Junior Optimist. It's such an amazing organization. I highly encourage you to start at least in sixth grade and do community service, um, things like that. Just help the world as much as you can through Junior Optimist. Um, So I'll start with Sophie. I'm currently the uh, Junior Optimist International past president. So last year, uh, 2021 was my presidency year under the theme shooting for the stars of optimism. Um, And before becoming the uh, joint president last year, I had 
been district governor and as well as a member on the board. So really decided to join the organization to be able to give back to everyone in uh, the community. I started through middle school and then just uh, did different positions throughout the organization. I'm currently the uh, Optimist Francophone Canadians uh, Junior Optimist President. And then um, before we continue, um, Fatima just joined. So Fatima, if you wanna um, say your name and where you're from, just real quick. And then we're gonna talk about our Optimist story if you'd like to do that as well. Sure. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Fatima. Uh, I am from uh, Oakville, Ontario. So I'm part of the Central Ontario District of Junior Optimist. Um, this year, I'm the president of my club. And in the past, I have also been lieutenant governor of our district. And yeah, this year, I'm on the international board. And I've had the great opportunity to work um, with all the other members of the board and our amazing president, Maya. Um, and we have been working hard to prepare convention. Uh, and it's been a really great experience working with everyone here to um, spread optimism within the community of youth around the globe. Awesome, thank you. All right, next we have Bo. Hi, um, so I joined Junior Optimist my freshman year. I really didn't know that much about it. My best friend just kind of encouraged me to join and I kind of just fell in love with the club and its mission statement. There was this one program we did called Mentor Me and we really just partnered up with kids and taught them how to read and do different activities with them. And ever since then, we just kept on doing more activities to help the youth and our community. And ever since that, I got more involved to the district and then now the international, where I am now as a junior. Awesome. All right, Chloe. Um, so for me, I um, joined uh, in 2018, I think, um, and uh, I joined because my sister was uh, very inspiring for me um, and invited me in the club, and I'm like, sure, and then, um, so I joined because it was, um, Joy was very um, interesting with um, helping a lot of people, and I love doing that. And also just the participation in um, the community community is very um, nice to um, help. Awesome. All right, um, Miranda. Yeah. So I joined Junior Optimist in the sixth grade, and honestly, I say a lot that Joy saved my life, but that's kind of true. Um, when I joined Junior Optimist. I just lost both my grandfathers and my mom had referred me to be a part of Junior Optimist because she thought it would be a good influence on my life and give me something to do. And I would say that's definitely been true. Uh, since then, I've been club president. I've been district governor. And then, like I said, this is my second time on the international board. So definitely um, a great way that Joy has changed my life as well as other kids I know for sure as well. Awesome. Thank you guys for sharing. You guys have no idea how excited I am because at the time when I joined my Optimist Club, I was the youngest member at 17 and 11 months, and they wouldn't let me join until I was 18. So it's really cool to see kids that were younger than I was when I joined uh, 
starting out their optimist career a lot sooner than I got to. So I really have really been looking forward to this interview with you guys and, you know, getting our message out there that it's just not just for adults, that there's also a stuff, you know, with, with uh, teens and stuff like that going on across the United States. So one of the things we're going to talk about was today is like how to start a joy club. And I know that, uh, Bo, that was kind of a, your topic that you wanted to talk about. So why don't you tell us about starting a joy club in communities throughout the United States and kind of how the process gets started and what, what that entails when they join, uh, start a joy club. So although it seems kind of tedious, like this whole starting a club and bringing a bunch of people together, it's not too bad once you kind of get the steps down. Um, first, you just need to find a need in your community. It's, it's not, I mean, it's like one thing to say, I'm going to start a club for the greater good, but it's important to have a destination. Like um, there's a food bank in the area that needs your help. Or I know some kids who might want to play music for the residential areas. And then you also need a group. So you need eight club members to start a joy club and it can be small, which it just, you just need people who are interested and want to show up to the meetings and collaborate. Next, you need to op contact your local optimist club. It's very important to find an advisor and inform the district club chairs so you can get connected to the whole international board and hear about the daily and monthly service initiatives from the optimist. Another thing is you need to choose the place to meet. It's a common misconception that it needs to be on school grounds, but it can really meet anywhere where there's that works best for its members. So it can be libraries, a team center, church, or even with existing groups like YMCA or a sports team, whichever works for your group and you can like have the most um, collaboration in. Another thing is figuring out who's in charge. So you have to have club elections and have the youth kind of make all the main decisions with the advisor kind of helping them and guiding them through the process as well as being present towards all the meetings. The club advisor is kind of involved in all the aspects, but they don't have to be the Optus, an Optus member. They can just be there to help and guide. A main thing is really just to find help. You need a con, if you don't have like the resources to start a club, then you can always contact somebody. And we have so many people who are so interested in the Joy Club that would wanna help you out and give you contacts and ideas and different ways you can get bring people together because overall we're starting something that's bigger than ourselves we're starting a club that creates a legacy that can go on for generations so a key point to remember is to ask for help and it doesn't have to be a full like burden on your shoulders you really can rely on the people that you sign up with just as long as you get that kind of group to get started and you mentioned, Bo, that you guys have a you know common ground or a mission or something. What in your joy club, what is your guys' mission or your common ground that you guys do to work through to find uh, that you guys work together to for a cause to help and support in your community? So our mission statement this year we created is ignite your passion. So this year we decided with our local joy optimist, junior optimist to is um, for people to kind of work on their own passions and kind of create community service opportunities based on that. So we've had some people that are interested in music, as I said, and they decide to play for the residential areas and also teach other kids how to play music. And they have has also had another student who's interested in um, psychology and mental health. So she did a presentation that she uh, did to different clubs and people in the school to help them uh, manage stress and extracurriculars. 
Very cool. And it's kind of nice to have people working towards the same thing that you, you know, towards the same common goal at the end of the day, when you guys can all work together to make things possible. That's, I mean, that's the same thing we do with our club, our adult club here in Great Falls. And I'm sure overall at Optimus International. Miranda, I know that you were, your assignment from the board was to talk about what joy is and why should an adult club form one? We kind of covered some of that with Bo, but you can go into a little bit more detail about what joy is and why should an Optimus club like mine start a joy club? What are the, one of the reasons we can do that? Absolutely. So as I mentioned earlier, I truly believe that Junior Optimus changes kids' lives. I've seen it firsthand. I felt it firsthand. Um, And even talking with adult optimists that have been a huge part in forming clubs in my own community and in my own, they've seen it too. And I think that that's one of my personal favorite parts of being in joy as long as I have. Uh, Like I said, I started in the sixth grade. So the first time adult optimists heard me speak, I was 12 versus now they're about to see uh, me go off to college. And so those relationships that I've built with adult members are just so impactful. And I've even heard them say to me, like, I've watched you grow up in this organization. So it's definitely something that both the students as well as the adults benefit from when we make these clubs. The adults get to watch kids um, grow up and become amazing. And instead of just donating money to these organizations throughout the community, which are still great, you firsthand get to see the impact that you're having on kids' lives, which I would say is a huge part of Optimist. Um, But then the Joy Kids, like I said, I have great relationships with adult members um, throughout my own district. And I think that's a really important part of Joy to me is that um, connections that I have with Optimist members. So kind of like Bo said earlier, Junior Optimist International is that international organization that holds the opportunity um, for leadership roles and service We're more commonly known as JOY, which I'm sure you've referred to us saying. There are over 13,000 JOY members and over 500 clubs worldwide. Uh, Most clubs start as young as fourth grade, which would be our alpha clubs. And then we have JOY clubs in middle school level. And then our oldest are going to be our seniors in high school, which are in octagon clubs. There are a number of leadership opportunities for students at both a club, a district, and an international level. And I would just say that Junior Optimist, if any student is wavering on being in a Junior Optimist club, just going to that first meeting and seeing if it's something you enjoy is the first step. And then to an adult optimist, I would say the same thing. Going to a Joy meeting or a Joy district event is honestly enough to make sure that you're seeing the impact that it's having on kids' lives and to encourage you to make a club of your own. So, and- and it's really nice that uh, the adult clubs work really closely with the uh, club, the joy club, you know, and mentoring them and doing stuff. Is I, am I understanding that correctly? Yes, I would say so. In my own personal experience, that is the case. I know some districts are not like that, but um, in my own district, we work pretty hand in hand, which is amazing and helps really teach leadership at a young age when you're working with adults on activities. And I bet it's kind of nice that the adults have uh, some extra hands here and there when they need it, because I know the old, the old, the old joke is uh, there's eight, there's a hundred people in our club and there's a 20% to do the work and 80% really, or 20% do 80% of the work. So that's a big joke in our club. So I'm sure the extra hands from the joy clubs are uh, very much appreciated from the members of the adult clubs. Um, I think that is another great part of our relationships as we go so interchangeably 
um, things that we need adult assistance on, they're able to offer us adult optimist with whatever they may need, whether that's tables and chairs being set up on a Saturday afternoon that they're not able to do. And moving forward, I know that like there's different community service projects all across the United States. So Tima, what are some of the community service projects that you guys focus on to move forward, you know, in, with your joy club and, you know, stuff that you can give people advice when they start a joy club and get stuff going? So my advice would be that community service projects are really whatever um, projects or whatever would help benefit your own community. Um, so take a look locally at what does your community, what organizations might need some help from um, a youth group or what organization might need a helping hand. Uh, so for example, with my Joy Club, um, some of the um, kind of continuing community service projects that we keep going back to are there because we've built relationships with those organizations and also because our youth uh, really enjoy going back and helping out again um, since we've built that relationship already. Um, So a community service project could be anything like helping your local food bank organize food that they've received over the holidays. Uh, For example, we work with organizations such as Food for Life or Food for Kids um, who help make sure that people in our community have food to eat, have fresh produce to eat, um, and kids have uh, food to eat over March breaks and uh, winter breaks when normal food programs aren't running. Um, We also have different like projects um, which create fun activities and fun um, events for younger children in our community. Um, We actually run our um, police safety village, so it's basically a, a little um mini they took everything like all the gas stations metro little grocery stores and everything shrunk it down and put it in a little um parking lot to make it fun for kids uh so the kids work with halton police to go there and learn about road safety and um you know how to cross the street safely all that sort of stuff uh so we help to run events in these places um throughout you know halloween easter um which have over the years become really really popular we find that a lot of parents keep bringing their kids um until they reach the age limit recommend their friends it's all almost always um sold out and we find it's a great way for kids to get together they have a lot of fun playing our games um and yeah so a service project could be anything that benefits your community anything that you find that locally could um contribute to you know maybe a local issue that you have or fill a need in your community can become a community service project so what people are looking for is they need to find something to work together towards and you know find like i said find a common goal and move forward to help people and different things in their community and it's nice to be working with you know adults and kids because the part of the thing behind this is we're hoping that you guys move on to adult clubs as you guys grow older and move forward. I mean, I hope all of you are look are have considered that as soon as you, you know, get to college or graduate college, come back and that, you know, help us out. Cause our, our service organization is not as big as it used to be, but I do believe that there is a purpose for these big service clubs still. So that uh, that's very exciting. That you guys are working together to do different things in your community. Um, one of the things like once you get a club started, you know, they, one of the things is the, the camaraderie of working together. Chloe, why don't you tell us about how Joy and Adult Clubs can work together to do things in their community to make their community a better place for everybody? Um, so having Joy and OI Clubs working together is such an easy and great way to show our communities that we are not only working to help youth in need, but all the youth around us. 
As we know, in general, adult optimist clubs are responsible for sponsoring junior optimist youth clubs, but adult clubs can do so much more than that. They can invite the Joy Club members to either participate or even help plan activities within their communities. They can also be an active part of the Joy Club's planned activities, showing support to the Joy members who work hard in planning fundraisers or other activities, helping them know the importance of what the organization stands for and what they're not alone in making these activities worthwhile. What adult clubs need to remember is that Joy members can eventually make up a huge part of future and adult Optimist members. It's crucial for the survival of Optimist International that they do not forget about the young members and the organization when planning the increase of membership. Adult clubs should consider creating a way to engage older Joy members to, to ensure a higher number of younger members transitioning into their adult clubs once they age out of the Joy clubs or help them find an adult club in the new environment. <laughs> for example, if they're moving away for college or university. And how much fun do you have working with the, your adult club that sponsors you? Do you guys have a lot of fun together and learn a lot of stuff from each other? You're doing different stuff in the community? Yes, a lot. So it makes a lot of fun if you could move forward. Maya, I know that we change presidents every year and you're pretty fortunate to be the president this year. And I know that you know, internationally, we have a different, when we have a different president, we have a different theme every year. What's your theme this year? And tell us a little about some of the stuff going on with International from your perspective as president and tell us what your theme is and why you chose that one. Yeah, of course. So my theme this year is healing the world with optimism. Um, this specific theme is special to me because I care a lot about social change, um, helping the world um, and obviously healing the world. Um, also, it trans Takun Olam in Hebrew translates to um, healing the world. Um, and I'm Jewish and I know a little bit about Hebrew. Um, and that was also something special to me. Um, also, I figured that this theme is versatile for everyone. Everyone has the chance to heal the world a little bit and encourage community service, things like that. So a little bit about international, the international world so far this year. We've had a super eventful year so far. Um, we have over 16 clubs chartered, new clubs, as well as over 240 new members. So we're definitely reaching new heights with that. Also, my international board of directors and I have been working hard with outreach, ensuring clubs and districts are staying active in their communities. Also, we want to encourage all communities to stay creative. Also, with my quarterly focuses each quarter, I have a specific theme that you can either be creative with, with your community service. You don't specifically have to use them, but I thought it was a great way for clubs um, to express community service in different ways. So for quarter one, I had food insecurities, which basically means you can donate to any food shelters as well as women's shelters, veteran homeless shelters, also foster care homes. Second quarter is kindness, which is going on right now. Maybe not as you're listening to the podcast, but it is happening right now where with kindness, even just giving like a smile to someone, sending notes. Um, also during this quarter, we had our international day of happiness, which included our musical happiness scholarship contest, um, which was really exciting. 
And coming up for quarter three, we have environmental. I chose this for quarter four, I mean quarter three, sorry, because Earth Day happens during this time. So I thought that was a great way to put that in there. And then quarter four, we have opportunity in leadership because this is when international convention is and when clubs are starting to get officers and districts are starting to get their officers. And lastly, something new that's coming to Junior Optimist is we have a legacy item for Joy, which is an ABC book called Zoe the Zowie. Um, the book will feature Zoe doing community service and meeting her friends along the way. This book will hopefully come out around June, which will be super exciting. Anyone can have the book. It's a special legacy item um, that will include Junior Optimist and Optimist in the book. Um, and it's a great way to spread optimism through various communities around the world. Also, we'll have Joy merchandise coming soon as well. And also to stay in touch with Junior Optimist, once a month, I host Mondays with Maya which is the first Monday of every month where we just chat about joy and optimist um, and share our stories and what's going on in clubs and districts so far. So, yeah. Thank you. Well, that's very exciting. There's always something going on in optimism. I don't care what anybody says. There's always something going on when we have so much, there's just so many moving parts. And I just, Maya, we can't tell you how much we appreciate your dedication to this because I know it takes a lot of on your plate. It was hard enough being a club president. I couldn't imagine being an international president at your age, a senior in high school with all the other stuff you guys have going on. So we really appreciate what you guys do because I know this is a sacrifice of time. And so, but there is fun stuff that happens with that. You know, I know that we're having our international convention in Reno this year, which I'm very, very looking forward to. Um, this will be my third international convention I've attended, so I'm pretty excited. My first one was in 2018, 2019 year when I got to go to Louisville, Kentucky. But Sophie, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Joy Convention? What do you guys have going on and plan and some of the exciting stuff you have going? It's awesome that you've been to uh, multiple, Joy con uh, multiple conventions. Hopefully you saw a little bit of what was going on on the Joy side. So Joy Conventions have been around since 1988 and are similar to what you can find at an Optimist Convention. Every year, the convention is located in a different city. For example, as just mentioned, uh, this year's convention is going to be in Reno, Nevada. And last year's convention, uh, so the 2021, which was my joint presidency year, was a hybrid one that was in person in Atlanta, Georgia, as well as online for members that couldn't attend in person due to the pandemic. There are different types of conventions at different levels of the organization. We have local, interclub, district, regional, um, but the one that the Junior Optimist International Board, so the one we're working really hard on for everyone is uh, the international convention. And there are many benefits to participating in a joint convention, such as meeting other clubs, getting to know what they do in their community, networking, making new friends, learning new skills and how to be a better leader leader through fun activities um, and general convention activities include community service, um, such as the service projects, icebreakers, the president's banquet, workshops, guest speakers, meet and greet of candidates and elections of the upcoming joy board, which happens every year and so much more. So participating in convention is an awesome way to make your optimism shine and become a better leader all by making lifelong friends and memories. 
Yes, I cannot tell you how much fun the international conventions are. Sometimes probably a little too much fun, but the camaraderie that you get there is a lot of fun. I, I'm really looking forward to this year. Now that I have friends all over the world that are going and we're all going to meet up and have a lot of fun together. So we're looking forward to what's going to happen for you guys in, uh, in Reno this year. So we're looking, for, I'm looking forward hopefully to see some of you in person and get to shake your hand face to face instead of these silly zoom calls when you just, just see the top part of my, my face here. So, you know, and as we move forward, I know that there's a lot of stuff going on and um, you know, we want you guys to join Optimus Club as you get older, but what's my, why do you have some closing thoughts for us about, you know, one of the stuff, some of the stuff you have going on and, just uh, some of the advice for the people that are listening, how to get a joy club started, or if there's somebody that's looking to join a joy club, what, what, what can they do with some of that stuff? Yeah, of course. So like Bo, Sophie, like all that we talked about in this podcast, there's so many resources for you to start a joy club in your community at high school level, middle school level, and even alpha clubs, which are elementary schools. There's so many opportunities. And also for joy in general to be in a joy club, taking that leadership role, um, doing community service even, um, to do your part in your community is super important. And also if you're aspiring to start a joy club, do it. I would totally do it. And also if you're a joy member and you want to start a joy club, contact either your teacher sponsor or an adult who's in an optimist club and get that joy club started because it's super important for you to start those and help the community as much as you can and have fun while doing it right of course yeah definitely that's the most important thing always have fun well i know that i that this uh it was a really it was a hassle getting everybody together today but i really appreciate every everybody taking the time today to get on because uh, we're on different time zones, different schedules. And I cannot tell you how much, how much I was looking forward to this interview because I never got to do a joy club. I've only had little interaction with one here and there, but I'm very, very thankful you guys are on here today, letting people know that it doesn't matter how old you are. You can start a joy club or just get out in your community and get something rolling and get, make your community a better place to live and work. in. so I cannot tell you guys how excited I am that there's people Younger than I am, I said it before, uh, that are in their communities making it a better place. So each of you deserve a round of applause and everything. I just really, really appreciate what you guys do. And moving forward, we always like to say, and we start with a quote, we end with a quote, give you something to think about. Uh, but before we do that, I'd like everyone to, if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, or any of your podcast destinations that you're listening to us on, please make sure you like, give us a five-star review. Or review us on there and make sure you share so everybody can listen to see all the good stuff that's happening all around the world here. And just a final thought for today, the optimist proclaims we live in the best of all possible world and the pessimist fears this is true. And I, with all the stuff going on in the world right now, it really stops and makes you think what, uh, that it's not just you, you can, it, only one person can make a difference and all it takes is one person to have a little ambition and to get something moving forward to make your community and the world a lot better place to live in. So we appreciate you guys listening in to the Choosing Optimism podcast. Make sure you check out our previous episodes. And like I said, give us a five-star review there on your Apple or your, excuse me, your podcast platform and look for our next episode coming very shortly. (laughs) 